last week of Downtime episodes as we wrap up some things with Mary Sue and Richard as they try and take care of that small police officer problem. At the end, I'm going to talk briefly about some other downtime stuff because the, well, the protagonists of our little stories here aren't the only people that have things moving on in downtime. I'll give you a little look behind the scenes, as it were, at some of the stuff that they are up to as well. Because after all, you know, it's not as fun if we don't know what's coming up, right? All right, so you have a half, you have a bit of a plan here. Of what else you need? Go talk to cop. To hey, copper, well, there's drugs over in their heels, and off he goes. Well, I mean, it's got to be something to entice him, right? To make him really want to go and investigate it. So, I don't know. What if we told him that maybe they're dealing bad stuff, and one of my friends died from it? Wouldn't that make him want to go check it out? Because now it's death and drugs. Oh, you'd have to pull it up. I mean, you have to. I mean, somebody would have to die, and you can't just call them up like someone's dead and then not have a body. Okay. So, what do you suggest? Do we just tell them they're dealing drugs there too? Why haven't they just paid this guy to piss off? He's a cop. Well, see, that's the thing. He's an upstanding citizen. He doesn't take bribes. He's a good guy. Oh well. Wow. Oh my gosh, there are good people in the world. Well, I mean, I sure should have found them yet, but okay. Thanks. <laughs> oh, you don't get to be all uh, taking moral umbrage when you're talking about the second cop you want to take down. Look, my first idea wasn't to just go and shoot the cop. I still want him to do his job. I mean, he just has to do it somewhere else. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe we got to find out some more about this cop. You know, maybe figure out what his beat is or what he cares okay. about. Okay, well, Huggy Bear is supposed to be letting me know when he sees him, when he sees him, where he sees him, and so we could start to see, you know, where he's going to be, and we could start tailing him. Uh, Huggy Bear. You know him. Remember outside the noodle shop I went and talked to him? The the little dwarf dealer? What, what kind of person looks in the mirror and says, My name is Huggy Bear. I am a Huggy Bear. Well, what maybe else? you can ask Huggy Bear when you meet him. I might just do that. There you go. So, can we go now? Throw your stuff in the van. I'll pack up some uh, my little mechanical friends here. Start prying the lid off some crates. Get ready to go. So, I'll just go in and, and say bye to your mom. Oh, she, she's rude. fine. Yeah, she's fine. She's fine. Let's just... But, frankly, that last interaction was a win. I'm just going to cash in the old... Ch- Let's just go. Let's go. Time's racing. Let's get you in that apartment. Okay, let's go. Does Richard say goodbye to Mama? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I probably would. I would just have it. Just, uh, <laughs> I just opened the door and said, like, All right, Mom, I'm headed out. I'll catch you later. Anything, give me a call. And I'll tell all the rest of the moving people to finish up and, uh, you know, get the hell out when <laughs> they get done. They are more than happy to go because, you know, Mom has probably put them through the ringer. So, yeah, then what's the plan for you guys? You have the day. It is early. I think we're going to head back to the neighborhood. And I guess wait for Huggy Bear to start sending us information about where he sees the cop? Sure. It'll probably only take you guys about an hour before he sends you guys a message, a set of GPS coordinates, and it'll be back where you first investigated the motorcycle crash. Okay. And he will say that our friend is having a nice little bowl of noodles. So, RC, he's he's apparently having a bowl of noodles right now. 
So what should we do? Do you want me to like go in and talk to him or are we just going to follow him around for a bit? What if you were to find out if he was stupid? He's an honest cop. So, I mean. So, all right. So Mary Sue will, I guess, go into the noodle shop. Sure. And uh, the cop is sitting there eating noodles. So she'll order some noodles as well and kind of sit at the next table. Yep, he will be polite to you. He will be sitting there eating his little bowl of noodles, looking out the window, going off into AR every once in a while, just kind of doing normal everyday stuff doesn't seem to pay you any kind of mind. The Japanese woman will remember you and she will speak to you in Japanese, just, you know, pleasantries and taking your order, that kind of thing. Yeah, I'll speak in Japanese back to her being very polite. Did you bring Richard in with you or did you just kind of leave him out in the car? I didn't want to go. I have a plan, but it relies on him being a complete moron. So I'm hoping that she can just talk to him and find out if he's a complete moron. So D and I to him as I'm going to sit down. How, what, how do I find out? How do we gauge his uh, stupidness? Well, how dumb does he need to be? You know, below average, I would say. Just talk to him. See if he's, uh, you know, a suspicious minded person or if he's, you know, kind of a Dudley do right goofball. Okay. Nothing can go wrong with this plan. Nothing? Oh, God. <laughs> so, yeah, she'll sit at the next table and kind of try to make eye contact, smile, see what he does. He doesn't seem to move to engage with you, but he is polite and he is cordial and just kind of, like, eats his lunch. He seems to be taking his time. Kind of like in that ye olden way of people sit there and enjoy their coffee and read the newspaper and then they camp out at a place for like, you know, hours. Okay. So she'll um gather her stuff and she'll move to sit at the table with him. I'll continue being nice, but I'll be slightly confused as to like, can I help you? It's just always feels so awkward just sitting at the table alone and eating that. I just, I hope you don't mind, you know, you being an officer and all, if I just kind of shared the table with you. So it's just that way we both look like we, you know, are sitting with someone as opposed to being alone. Sure, sure. And he'll introduce himself as Officer Murphy. Uh, she'll hold her hand out and say, Mary Suki. Are you attempting to engage him in small talk or are you? Yeah, small talk. Just, you know, how are you enjoying your meal kind of stuff. And then do you live in the area? Sure. Do you want to roll some kind of dice to fry information from his lips? Seven successes. I'm very good at small talk. Wow, he's real bad at small talk. Apparently, people in this area don't like talking to police officers. Who would have thought? Over the next 20 minutes or so, what kind of information would you like to get out of him? So, DNI to RC, what kind of stuff? Like, so, I'm thinking, how long has he been a cop? I guess just out of character, generally speaking, when you have a conversation with someone, you can tell if they are a relatively intelligent or unintelligent person within, you know, 15, 20 minutes. Is that? Okay. So she'll talk about going to college. Ask him if he's gone to college. How long has he been on the police force? What rank is he? What does he aspire to be? How does long he use polysyllabic he... words? You know, <laughs> yes. Um... <laughs> His answers. Yeah. He seems not, like, super intelligent, but he is average to above average, dependent upon the topic of conversation as to what he knows about. You will find out that he has a wife and a kid, and he's, he comes from a line of cops, and it's more or less all that he's ever really kind of aspired to be, is to go into the force and, you know, protect and serve, that kind of thing. 
Does Mary so Sue like? Can, can I hear this? It'll be open. Calm. You can hear. I'm sure we could, yeah, I'm sure we could figure that out. At Probably. worst, you could put a fly spy in her pocket or underneath, like the folded collar of her shirt or something along those lines. Yeah. Okay. I want to tell her maybe um, it's a bit hasty, but maybe act like you're with the Vori and you're trying to buy him off. And when he rebuffs this, we set him up and you know, like attack him or something, and he'll blame them. He'll go on a rampage against them. You want me to pretend to be Vori? Yeah. And you want me to attempt to bribe a cop? Yeah, you'll attempt. You know, well, you just, I thought, I wouldn't say, hello, officer. I, criminal, you know, criminal emissary, am here to bribe you. Would like to give you money in exchange for you, uh, performing your jobs as we wish. Just, you know, give the implication. And, uh, and if he's who he says he is, if who we know him to be, he'll, uh, quickly shoot it down and you can back out of it and, you know, maybe have some veiled threat in there as you walk away. I don't know. Okay. I just, I honestly don't know if Mary Sue would really know how to pretend to be Vori. And do the Vori even have elves? You take a very terrible accent, comrade. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. So, no, I don't know Russian. So, do you still want to go with this Vori plan? Uh, yeah. Screw him. He doesn't know Russian either. I'm okay with it. I think we do that. He'll rebuff you. We'll shoot his uh, squad car with some stick and shock. You know, give him a couple bruises. And let him go on a righteous crusade against the the Vori. All right. So after the small talk, kind of steer the conversation as to what his aspirations are, what his goals are. What would he like it to do, like a house, a car, a trip, something like that? Because I know people that can make that happen for you. He'll think that it's some of the small talk that you have had about, you know, where he sees his life going. And he will have asked you some similar questions, which because you dominated him in the role, you were easily able to deflect. So he gets the idea that you're, like, asking about his future plans, and then he'll get the idea that you're more or less, you have a car now, comrade. And then he'll go cold and rigid. Are you attempting to influence an officer of the law? No, not at all. I'm attempting to help a new friend out. I have friends, and they pay me to make new friends, and so I'm just trying to make a new friend. He'll start to get himself ready to get up and leave. It's like, well, it was very nice meeting you, but I am quite sure I don't need to make any new friends. And he'll move as to leave if you don't do anything. So she'll stand up as well, and she'll say, well, that is unfortunate, because my friends down at the club, codename, they really were looking forward to you being part of the group. I guess I'll have to just tell them that's not going to work out. He gives the the man and the woman at the counter a little tip of his hat, and he begins to leave without saying anything else to you. Everybody knows how to say goodbye in Russian, right? It's das vidanya. Sure. I sure did not, but sure. Yes, das vidanya. It's a common Russian phrase. You hear it in movies all the time. I do. I think everybody would know this. He pauses for a moment at the door, clearly having heard you, but doesn't say anything else to you. Okay, let him leave, and then when he leaves, go to the van with RC. Awesome, I think this could work. What you think? So we're just going to start messing with him now and just continue to make it look like the Vori. Yeah, like we'll just, uh, what, a couple of hours, come back here with a drone, put about 20 rounds of stick and shock into his squad car, find out some kind of, um, some kind of garbage thing those uh, Vori people say, 
yell it out the window, hightail it out. And there you go. We'll see where, you know, just give him a little push. Okay, but we're not going to hurt him, though, right? Yeah, it's going to hurt. It's not like he's going to die. Okay. So, yeah, what do we need to do now? Where do we need to go? Do you have stick and shock? Do we have to go to a stuffer shack? No. I mean, I got the road. I got, you know, a couple of drones in the van right now. Wait a little bit for him to not be so suspicious. So, we'll wait um, a few hours, and when Huggy Bear gives me another location, we'll go find the vehicle. Sure. So, a couple of hours will go by. Do you bring Richard out some noodles? Yes. Okay. Just to make sure Richard got something to eat, because, you know, Mama would make sure that her flesh and blood got something to eat. Yes, but Mama wouldn't be happy that it was a dandelion eater that brought it to him. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> so, Huggy Bear will ping you again. He is working another location. Not obviously not the same one. It is outside of a party, not like at a place that's a that's a business. More like at a place like this is some squat that somebody has gotten their hands on to throw a party at. And it's just random people, or is it a specific type of people at this party? Baron's trash, you would say. Okay. So RC outside of a party is this okay? Sure, that's be fine. All right. We'll so just wait for him to. Show up, and then I'll send out Ricky. Line him up. That should that should about do it. Okay. Okay. So it's later in the night. There is a food truck that is in the area that he is just kind of standing outside of and eating while everybody else is enjoying themselves at this party. Somewhere in the crowd, Huggy Bear will get a hold of you guys and uh, I guess kind of flag you down. Ah, wonderful. Yeah, you, you, you talk to him, Mary. Uh, so Mary, she'll go talk to him. What, what, what's going on? What's the problem? I don't know. I thought you said you were going to take care of this. I am taking care of it. Nobody's making any money here tonight. I know. But do you want to lose just one night? Or do you want to keep losing night after night after night? All right, fine. Are they close to the van? Yeah, they're, unless Mary Sue, like, went off into the crowd. I put on my tech helmet and, like, roll the window down. I was like, hey! Short stack. Hey, what is your problem, buddy? What? Why are you over here? Piss off. And he'll look back and forth between the weird helmet sticking out of the car door and Mary Sue, like, clearly oblivious. Does he say anything to me? I told him to piss off. Is he pissing off? He's looking at you and then looking at Mary Sue just to kind of see if she says anything. But if not, uh... What, are are you stuck? kind of, like, look apologetically at him, like, you don't want to be around here for this. Just go. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, you think we're here to see the sights? No, no. I don't need to know what you're here for. I don't need to know nothing. He kind of puts his hands up and starts walking away. You guys don't need anything, do you? I got... No. no. Okay. Okay. I'm just... And he'll very quickly put his hand on his hat and just kind of like... And very quickly proceed to piss of... off? Yeah. Proceed to vacate the premises. Good Lord, Mary. He's about as sharp as a bowling ball. Well, I mean, he does what he can, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I, I believe that. Well, let's get the show on the road. I'm going to okay. handle this. You get my back. Just don't shoot it. <laughs> ha ha. There we go. And I'm going to uh, jump into uh, Ricky and take him off. Actually, I have my flashbacks out. Yeah, I have my flashbacks out looking for Mr. Cop. And I'll have, uh, that's kind of like jumped into. Ricky, chilling out, ready to go uh, when we see a uh, squad car. Sure, it'll take you a couple minutes to locate the singular squad car in the area, but it's there. 
Can I see the driver from my flashbacks? Is he going closer? You guys will have spotted him, like, at the food truck, just making his presence known to the general populace. So he's he's beside his squad car, or he's not beside his squad car? He's at the food truck. His squad car is a third of a block down the end of the street. If you guys want to okay. wait until he's goes back to the squad car when the party is closer to over, you can do that pretty easily. You want to wait? Uh, not really. I think he'll get the message. I, you know, I think this is the a nice, polite opening as a... Uh, as a new member of the uh, Vori. So let's just light this car up. Okay. I'm just going to fly my drone over, and I'm just going to, uh, <laughs> you know, put a good uh, three-shot burst into his car. Okay. Oh, we- screw that. Long burst. Let's do long burst. Let's have some fun. You just throw giant piles of bullets into it. Yeah, just take a shot, just lighten that son of a bitch up. We're going to fuck the paint up, fry the engine, fry the electricity systems. Oh, so you're going to put enough bullets into it to actually just, like, fry this. I, I want to brick the entire car. Okay. Well, you know, I want it just to be, you know, Useless. crispy. All right, well, the good news is, is the car is not going to try and dodge you. So that's something that you can pretty easily do. As you open fire, everything's going to go kind of crazy. Because it's like, oh, God, what's going on? Officer Murphy will snap to attention and begin to, like, be Mr. Perfect Cop. You know, he's looking through the area. He's kind of moving civilians out of the way to try and get to wherever the gunfire is going down. I presume you're basically spending, like, the next pass continuing to to shoot at the thing. Oh, yeah, we're we're putting it on pretty thick. Okay. Um, He will get through the crowd, and he will come up to, like, the edge of it where he sees Ricky laying down the lead. Or the electrical lead, as the case may be. Nice ride, asshole. <laughs> he yells out, Knight Errant, cease and desist. There's some remain calms that go on. He has his gun in his hand, and he is looking around. I think it's time to go. So you want to roll to not be shot? He better not kill my drone. You left it out there for me, man. All right, so he takes a shot at you as you begin to leave the scene of the crime. What do you shoot me with? Do I know? It looks just like a sidearm machinery's predator. Not like anything super intense. He's not like breaking out a shotgun or a sniper rifle or something silly. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Alright, yep, time to go. He got his shot off. Your point has been made. So yeah, no, the party is officially over. Mary Sue, do you flee with everybody else or Yeah, flee with everybody else. Okay. Do you want to do anything else in this situation or are you going to just kinda of follow up on things? Follow up. So the next day Huggy Bear is not going to send you any messages about having seen Officer Murphy. Okay. The second day, you will get no messages about Officer Murphy. Okay. The third day, you will hear a message from Huggy Bear about Officer Murphy. What is the message? He is back in the area. Still in that general area, but not at the party or at the... Noodle shop. Noodle shop. So, DNA at RC, it didn't work. He's still in the area. Well, what did that happen? I thought we were good. We had two good days. Now he's back. Almost as if he had to get a new car. That took two days? Well, I'm sure there was a lot of paperwork and bullshit and, you know, that kind of stuff to keep him off. And maybe a day off in there. Okay, this guy's not getting the message. No, it's almost as if he's probably been threatened at gunpoint once or twice before. You know, we try to be gentlemen about this. We did? Not really. A second message comes through from Huggy Bear that says, I thought you guys were supposed to take care of this. Like, there was all those gunshots. How is he still around? 
Message back to Huggy Bear. We're taking care of it. RC, what do we do now? You need to take care of this? I have a lot to come up with kind of plan. I mean, what do you want to do? I mean, what are they, how do we get this guy to piss off? Damn I mean, it. I, I hate to just light the guy up, you know? I think killing the night errant officer is going to get us a lot more heat. Yeah, I don't want to do that. I just don't want to. I mean, he's just, I mean, he's being an asshole about it, I guess, but he just doing his job. I don't want to just kill him in cold blood. Hmm. Maybe we could find a corrupt cop somewhere else to maybe fuck with him? Plant some drugs on him or something? Plant drugs. So, we know he harasses Lance mm-hmm. and confiscates drugs. Mm-hmm. If we were to get footage of that and then plant drugs in the car... And call Night Aaron and say, look, there's a guy that's stealing, basically stealing drugs from a drug dealer and then selling them. I don't know. I'm just trying to figure something out as far as how do we get anybody to believe that he's got drugs? Well, we have a drug that dealer. That he just hasn't confiscated. If he confiscates drugs, you know, I mean, he would have to call in. I mean, you know, you can't just and show up with like And that's what us. he's doing. Yeah, but we would have drugs. We would give him drugs he did not call in, you know, like, you know, Officer Smith. You know, you open your truck like your squad car up, and it's a solid brick of cocaine. You, know that? you told us you had a bunch of marijuana. What yeah. is all this coke doing here? Use so, uh, needles and shit or something. I don't know. I can go to Lance, buy some Nova Coke, plant it on the car. You can buy a, a fairly sizable amount of drugs from him. We can work out the specifics of it. Okay. You're trying to plant it in his squad car, or are you trying to plant it somewhere else, like his house or something like that? What do you think, RC? House mm, or car? I would go. <sighs> it would kind of depend on where he lived. If he's a beat cop, he's probably not rich. He probably doesn't live in some badass locale. Because we can mm. always fly spy and. Mm-hmm. But I know cars him. more. The car is easier. I mean, if we can just distract okay. him for a few minutes, I can get to that car. I can put oh. drugs in every nook and cranny. They'll, they'll be finding drugs in that car for the next 15 years. <laughs> okay. The good news is it is pretty easy to find out his location, and as we established previously, it's like he often hangs around in places sitting and eating. So finding him as a location and getting access to his vehicle are not difficult. If this jackass wants to park his car in the open and just defy people to fuck with him... He believes in the unshakable power of the law. He's going to find out about it. (laughs) All we're going to need is a couple of rolls from Richard to mess with the car. And somebody to fully distract it. How convenient. Well, I'm going to assume it be hardware or a, a derp engineering of some kind. It would probably be some automotive mechanic and a sneaking roll to be unnoticed. Yes, sneaky roll. All right, that's what we'll do. Mary Sue, just keep an eye on him. If he looks like he's mm-hmm. going to walk out or something, then, like, you know, delay him by an extra minute and give me the heads up he's on the way, and I'll rush it up. But, uh, yeah, otherwise, just let him, just let him sit there and eat. That'll give me enough time. Okay. Should be anyway. Okay. And All tell right. Huggy Bear to make sure that uh, nobody's out here, nobody saw me, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. I can do this. Put on my hoodie and aviator sunglasses. <laughs> Not conspicuous Baseball at cap. all. Yes. Yeah, it'll be uh, whenever he goes to get something to eat in the evening. I guess for dinner, if he if he does the same, you know, sure um, you know, stuff where he goes out around dinner time. Let's say. Yeah, about, about dark 30. 6, 6.30, he's getting ready to finish eating and go back to the precincts to do whatever paperwork they do there before going home. Huggy Bear will give you a message. He is at a little a little burger joint. 
and is in there eating stuff. As you guys drive up into the area, you said you just want to, like, observe him and kind of not interact with him and just try and get it done? Yeah, wait for him to leave his car and go to a restaurant. Okay. Um, then he follows him, make sure he stays in that restaurant, delays him if he tries to get out, and I hit the car. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I will need a sneaking roll from Richard to get up him to mess with the car range. And then, Mary Sue, are you actually going in? No. Okay. I'll kind of stay outside and kind of, I assume there's a storefront window or something to kind of keep an eye on him. Sure. That's four hits, then. Okay. Can I get a sneaking roll from Mary Sue with a plus two just for your having another storefront in the way? At the edge. Three successes. So you're going to see him through the window kind of eating his little sack of grease with a burger and some soy fries and that kind of stuff. He'll be looking out the window as he is prone to do. And you're going to see a little group of gangers out there that are just kind of hanging around. They don't look exactly happy. You can imagine they were probably inside. And then when he came in, they went outside. His eyes kind of linger on your position in the storefront for a minute. And you kind of, not like shadily duck, but manage to break line of sight. And when you reestablish line of sight with him, he's back to eating his food and not paying any attention. Meanwhile, Richard is creeping up on his car. I guess just some kind of auto mechanics roll to get past any of the, the anti-tampering stuff and then to kind of stuff a bunch of drugs up in this thing. There we go. I'm just going to start, yeah, put them in there. How will they, uh, eh, might as well edge it. Why not? There we go. Six successes is much, much better. So Richard's going to be able to stick some drugs up underneath of this thing. I don't know anything about cars, so I can't tell you where you put it under here but there are definitely little bundles of drugs up underneath of this vehicle. What's your, your next action? Uh, to, leave to leave and tell Mary Sue to get out of there. And then we're going to call the police and tell them that this guy's been involved. I mean, he pissed off the wrong, some of the wrong people. That's why he was involved in a shooting. I think maybe Mary Sue should make this call. <laughs> okay. And that uh, he's actually part of some underground drug running ring, and that's why he was involved in a shootout. And we okay. don't want the rest of Knight Errant, and we're telling them, because it's not us versus Knight Errant, it's us versus this crooked-ass cop. Okay, doke, I can make that call. You're just basically dialing 911, or do you have something a little bit better involved? I would think probably calling the station house and finding the, the head guy within that station house that he is a part of. Sure. And you... just filing a report. Do you want to go ahead and roll, like, an etiquette or something to cut through bureaucratic red tape? Sounds like corporate etiquette. Seven successes on your corporate etiquette roll. You'll pretty quickly be able to get through the automated stuff to the slightly less automated stuff. One of those, like, talk with a live person that we all know isn't really a live person. It's just a, a fancy mm -hmm. bot. Are you attempting to talk to somebody, or are you just filing a report? No, I want to talk to somebody. This is Officer Hutton. How can I help you? Um, I, I'd like to report, um, I don't, I, I know one of your officers is, um, He's he's a bad guy, and I I, I think not something needs to be to be done about it. Sorry, ma'am. Could you be a little more specific? We here take internal affairs pretty seriously. Officer Murphy, he's just I I've been watching him in the neighborhood, and he keeps shaking down people and and trying to get like he tries to give them drugs, like he's trying to make people deal drugs for him. And I know they're in his car. I I, I keep watching him, and and he's just I. I I don't know what's going on. I just don't think it's right to, to ruin the good name of Knight Errant. He'll ask you for 
a couple more things, including like the location where you've seen this is. He is also going to ask to to run a sin scan. Or he's okay. not going to ask. He's going to run a sin scan. He is also going to want to ask if this is a good number to reach you back at for further comment on the situation. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, is there anything else you wanted to add into that conversation or just kind of cut it off on there? I want to say that I know for a fact that there are drugs in the vehicle. I saw him reach up under under the vehicle and pull out baggies, whatever, files. He's going to ask if you have any uh, recordings or evidence or anything like that to it. Well, I mean, I just saw it. I was afraid. I didn't want to, like, do anything that would possibly, you know, have him turn his attention onto me. I don't want to put my life at risk. But I do know they're there. If you were to check the car, I'm sure you'd find them. And he will uh, give you the, of course, you know, we wouldn't want to put any citizens at risk, that kind of thing. And then get a bunch more information. And I don't know if there's anything else you want to do with him. No, I'm good. Okay. He will thank you for your time as a concerned citizen. And then the next day will go by, unless you want to do something. I'm going to lay low and just kind of wait and sure. see what happens. The next day will go by. The third day will go by. Fourth day will go by, and you haven't heard from Hucky Bear. Anything on the truths? Any kind of news? Probably not. Internal Affairs wouldn't really advertise that they had a corrupt cop, would they? No, they wouldn't advertise it. But on that fourth day, you will get an invite from Valentine to go to dinner. And it's less like going to dinner, but more like come down to the courthouse for dinner and, uh, you know, drinks, a little something to eat. All right. And uh, I'm just going to accept and tell him that I will be bringing a friend. And RC will get an invite. Sweet. As I said, I'd buy him a drink. Yeah. And I have to pay him his 1500 Yeah, pay me my money. <laughs> yeah, you can just shoot that over in the real world. That's not a problem. So coming down to the poorhouse later that night, because it takes RC a little while to get there, there's going to be a whole bunch of motorcycles out front. Richard, as you pull up, you will see a very familiar-looking three-shade of hot pink motorcycle out front. Oh, well, look at that. I imagine Mary Sue is waiting for you somewhere, and there are so many elves down here. Yeah, I probably stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah, kind of crazy. In addition to the southern stuff. Indeed. So, kind of keep my head down looking for Mary Sue. Oh, Mary Sue will find him and uh, say, you know, transfer the money to you. And as promised, you're going to meet my friend who happens to be a boy and have a drink. Sounds good. And we'll go right on in and try to spot Valentine. This place is a little bit more crowded than it has been the past couple of times. Valentine will be back at his little booth with Harley and the other goon. The drinks are flowing pretty freely. There are elves as far as the eye can see in here. Once you get through the crowd a bit, you will see Lance slash Huggy Bear hanging out at the booth with Valentine. Yeah, so we'll walk right up. And I'll introduce R.C. to Huggy Bear and Valentine and Harley and... Other Goon has not ever been named. Other Goon. I will not name him now either. And this is my friend R.C. How you doing? (laughs) Hey, this looks kind of like a joke. An elf, a dwarf, and a human walking to a bar. They all kind of look at you expectantly. Get it? Get it raw here? You guys don't have any fun. No sense of humor. (laughs) There's <laughs> just confused looks looking around the table at each other. Yeah, um, let's just get you a drink. How's that? Sounds good. Hit me up. The third goon goes off to get around the drinks. 
the dwarf will kind of lean into you and be like, and don't put anything weird in it. Don't put anything. I don't want any clover. I don't, I don't know. Just a normal whiskey, normal a normal drink. The guy stops and kind of so like embarrassing. Looks back and is like, yeah, sure. And he goes back to it. The dwarf Lance kind of leans in and he's like, hey, you uh, need anything? He's looking out at you with like raising his eyebrows, like, yeah. I need a drink, and you to find some business of mine. Leave me alone. If, if I if I need something, I'll call you, man. I appreciate the offer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, and he'll uh, pull another little packet of something, and kind of put it on your down in front of you for helping. I'm just gonna tell you to shut him up, man. You are just. I just wish I knew what your like size to drug ratio is, because I mean, are you trying to die? No, no, it's it's all in the jacket. And he'll kind of open up the jacket, and there's just little pouches. Is he, like, is he, is he amped right now? Uh, probably a little bit. It's kind of hard to tell. Man, you look like just skin covering drugs and some real nervous teeth. <laughs> Walked in the bar. I I got you, and he kind of walks off. You should look at Mary Sue. Like, really? Oh well. You missed your opportunity to ask him why they call him Huggy Bear. <sighs> and I will lament it forever. If Valentine's here, right? Yep, he's here. The guy comes back with the round of drinks. He kind of puts it down. They kind of offer to have everybody sit down. I'm just going to add that drink for an extra two seconds. Which is not weird. It could be weird. It is in a little, like, shamrock rocks glass, but there doesn't seem to be anything weird in it. Okay. Well, let's take a little swig of it. So, just uh, just so you know there, I'm uh, Mary, we have a mutual friend here and uh, Miss Mary here. Just want to introduce myself. Damn it. Now I gotta give him a name. They'll introduce themselves, they'll introduce Harley, they'll introduce Valentine, and... Diamond? I feel like you're trying to make a joke at something there. But you don't know what it is, so it's, you're not allowed to suspect it. Yeah, he can be uh, He can be Diamond. They shake your hands, Valentine's like, so you, uh, you took care of my little problem. It looks like it. And he'll look up to Mary Sue. Yeah, took care of it, just like we said. Normally I would be, you know, in a place like this. No no offense, it's just not my normal itinerary. But, uh, you know, hey, you helped her. You know, it looks like y'all have a, a bit of a relationship. And I'm going to give him like a, the eyes, like, mm-hmm, I know what's going on. Very presumptuous. But um, just want to make myself known because, you know, I'm I'm available. I can, uh, you know, I have certain, uh, you know, you guys have motorcycles. I'm very good at motorcycles. Need something fixed. You know, like a either a vehicle or a mechanical thing, or maybe a situation. Get it? Situation fixed. Give buddy the little call. They're gonna look around at each other, like, okay. And Valentine's gonna look over at Mary Sue, and just kind of like raise an eyebrow. I just kind of roll her eyes, shakes her head, like just let it happen. Well, we did have a deal, and he'll shift to the side to pull out a whatever little key fob thing they have in the future. Kind of toss on the table over to you. Snatch it up very happily. Yay. I will have some of the boys help you move your stuff. Great. That's great. She's just excited. Shaking Arcee's arm. Ah, I got a bigger place now. Yeah, it must feel good. Congratulations. And then he'll get him and his boys. They'll kind of come up and they'll take you over to the middle of the bar and bang like an empty cup on the bar or something to get everybody's attention. And then make introductions between you and everyone here. Go into his pocket and he'll pull out a green ancient's bandana. Come up behind you and tie it around the top of your head. Everybody cheers. I lift the glass like, yeah, we're cheering. Go team. 
So does RC realize what's happening? I mean, vaguely. Probably put it together about five seconds afterwards. Okay. All right. As jackassy as he can be, he's probably not ready to whoop everyone's ass in this bar. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'll find them one at a time. To quote Ron Wright, I don't know how many of them it would take to whoop my ass, but I knew how many they were going to (laughs) use. All of them. No. So, yeah. Nope. This is great. Mary Sue's just beaming. She has accomplished the goal that she had for herself. Also going to imagine that Mary Sue gets wrecked as everybody in there is buying her drinks all night. Not wrecked. Close? Close, but not wrecked. Like, she still understands you have to maintain. You know, if RC's with her the whole time, maybe she would have more, but she doesn't know if he's going to stay. Richard, you will notice that nobody buys you drinks. Well, yeah, because they don't have any class. Mary Sue buys him drinks. There we go. Mary Sue will buy me a goddamn drink. So, Mary Sue, you're a gangbanger now? Is this the new thing? Or is just green in this fall? It should kind of take him off to the side, like, no, but I'm not a gang banger. No, I just, it, it affords a certain amount of protection for me here, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I think you can talk yourself into anything, even things you don't even necessarily realize you're going into. I mean, it's not the worst thing that can happen. In 10 years, you'll probably be sitting on like a throne made of AK-97s with like piles of drugs and money going, I'm not really a drug lord. I, you know, I've just made some business decisions. She's drunk enough to just laugh at that. <laughs> oh, well. You need to ride home? Yes. Okay. Let's go. Mr. CAS van? It's only a couple of blocks away, and it is significantly nicer than your previous apartment. Valentine will come by to give you the full-on tour probably sometime tomorrow after everybody has sobered up. Our first bit of extra downtime stuff starts with Morgana meeting with a... Let's call him an old associate. On the TV version of the show, you will recognize this guy as the same police sergeant that was at the restaurant when they first met her that was having dinner. That was the police sergeant that was at Paradynamics when they had to kind of break in and rescue Michael. They sit down and have a small conversation, and one of the topics of said conversation becomes the sword that they retrieved from the auction. It's during this conversation that we notice a couple of things. First is that Morgana refers to him as Galahad, and he will continue to refer to her as Morgana. And then the super interesting part becomes that the police officer knows a great deal of information about this sword. He knows that it is a sword that belongs to one of the Yakuza families, and that it has recently been stolen from them. Having it been stolen... They've lost a great deal of face and honor in the front of the other Yakuza families, more so as days go by and they have still not reclaimed it. He has also heard that the family in question has put out a pretty significant bounty on it, and that at least one member of the family has sworn to recover the sword himself. He finds it a bit amusing that it has come into her possession almost accidentally. They have a longer conversation over dinner, and eventually he asks what she intends to do with it. And she's like, well, I have another job for that group, and when they come back, I think I'll return it to them and see what they do. Could be for a good bit of fun. He gives a small smile and agrees, and uh, the two part ways very amicably. They give a little bit of a hug, like that professional thing, and go their separate ways into the night as Morgana gets one of those smiles on her face of 
I'm going to cause some trouble, I think. The second bit of downtime, behind-the-scenes stuff that's going to draw our attention, is this Officer Galahad. He's at work in a busy place, looks like a night errant precinct. He is looking over some reports in AR, and including these reports is the details of a night errant cruiser that has been shot up outside of a small rave where there were some drugs and stuff going on involving an Officer Murphy. He looks at a couple of other reports that also involve Officer Murphy for things that are basically doing his job. He has some other information from other more seedy angles that kind of point to him not playing ball, not looking the other way, and that kind of stuff. And on the back end, he has these reports from Officer Murphy about drug dealing and that kind of stuff and that he's investigating, and that works out. Towards the end of his pile of reports, he finds one about an Officer Murphy been cited with a bunch of drugs buried into his car and hidden under there. And while normally this would probably get pushed away, with all of the other stuff and some pressure from outside sources, he actually goes and investigates it. He sends two of his guys from Internal Affairs to go inspect the squad car that Officer Murphy was using, and lo and behold, they find a stash of drugs in the wheel wells and up underneath the underside of the vehicle. This is going to result in Officer Murphy being called into his office. A not-so-polite conversation about some of these reports that he has been getting. And now that they're going to launch an official investigation, and for the next couple of weeks while the investigation is ongoing, Officer Murphy is suspended. He has to turn in his badge, his gun, all of that dramatic cop stuff. And Galahad suggests that you should take it easy, maybe take the wife and the kid out for a bit of vacation. Offers him a bit of money to help make that happen. And we see Officer Murphy kind of refuse the money and throw it back in his face. And then kind of storm out of there and end up at a bar closer to home, sitting there and drinking and trying to figure out how he's going to break this news to his wife. And for the moment, that's where we're going to leave some of the behind-the-scenes downtime stuff. Uh, I hope you guys find this interesting. If so, I'll keep doing it. As always, thank you guys for listening. You are the reason that we continue to to do this. Come by, check us out on Patreon. We have a couple of different goals on there, all of which is oriented towards growing the show and doing more things in that vein. You know, we want to get bigger and better and all of that happy stuff. I want to give back to the cast for helping out and sitting down to play this game. The Patreon link is going to be in the description. 
and uh, tell your friends. You know, that's the easiest way to to help us out without really doing anything super in-depth. You know, spread the word. And, you know, as much as I hate to drone on about it, there's those things about five-star iTunes reviews. So, but it is now time for the legal stuff. The music you heard was composed by and copyrighted by Michael Vadamikis and for use with the Without a Net podcast. The Tops Company Inc. has sole ownership of the names, logos, artwork, marks, photograph, sounds, audio, video, and or any other proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Tops Company Inc. has granted permission to the Without a Net podcast to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or other proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with the Without a Net podcast in any official capacity whatsoever.